0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF, where I'm going to be talking once again to my good friend Viv Doors. Viv is going to be talking about autistic burnout again, which I hope will be useful to you because I think it, whether or not you are autistic or neurodiverse, it's very applicable and just very useful information, especially to spot in our loved ones, as well as in ourselves. Um, Viv's got a really interesting story to tell, and in this particular episode, she covers exactly what to do to help either yourself or your child if you find yourself unable to push through. Over to me and Viv. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow, might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counselor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and gray area drinking alcohol coach, Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships, and navigating this thing called Midlife Alcohol Free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, If your intuition is waving her arms manically at you, saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boon people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Baroque. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. We are going to continue on from our previous live that we did a few, what did we do in August, I think, um, and we didn't get to finish what we were talking about. Hello, Baton. We are, so she's been invited, that's cool, she'll be here soon. So just to give a bit of background, um, Viv has written two absolutely amazing books called understanding autistic burnout workbook and supporting children and young people through autistic burnout and she's done loads of other amazing things um there we go she's done loads of awesome things and um i wanted to bring her on because it's a subject matter very very close to my heart oh it's nicole sorry which is the subject of autistic burnout. And the reason it's very, very close to my heart is because um, both my children are autistic and my youngest child has been struggling with autistic burnout for a few years now. And we have really struggled to get great support and understanding because it's not very well known even so a lot of people do. It's it's a growing phenomenon at the moment. Um, kids not being able to go to school and you know being in a place where they just you know they can't function and it sort of presents in my child very much like um, chronic fatigue. Oh, there's Biff. Viv. Biff's there. So let me just invite Biv again. She'll be on in a second. Yay, yay, yay. Oh yeah, she sent me a quest Okay, I'll do that. That's better. Go. Hope okay, you've done it properly. No, I haven't. There we go again. I'll try again. There. we go. Have oh, I done it properly? I'm sorry. I've got uh... a. <laughs> Thanks, Bim. There you it's go. Really patient <laughs>
1: it's really patient, We're you? There. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank
0: you. Thanks for coming on. It's lovely to have you back. I'm That's so okay. pleased you're here. Um I was just talking a little bit, as I want to do, and just saying that we'd been on before and we'd had a really nice conversation, but we hadn't really got into um some of the ways that we can can help our young people or mm-hmm. grown-ups as well yeah. um, in the kind of recovery repair stage of autistic burnout and I'm sure we've probably got some people who've joined us who weren't on the original one so first of all just to say hello, hello. and I'm glad you're here <laughs> and um, introduce you to this amazing Viv, um, Viv Dawes and um, Viv would you be kind enough to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, so I'm Viv. Um, I'm an autistic advocate. Um, I'm late identified. Uh, I um, it, oh gosh, when was I diagnosed? I was diagnosed a couple of years ago now. But I've I've been identifying as autistic for about five years. But I've worked with neurodivergent people uh On and off for the last twenty five nearly thirty years um I used to work for the n h s uh in the u k um and I was based in a women 's prison working with people uh women that were struggling with drug and alcohol issues so that's still something uh that issue is something still very close to my heart um, and i i mean you know there's, a, there's, there's statistics coming out about prison that, that possibly it's as much as 85% are um, uh, ADHD. And, 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 and whether yep. it is or not, it's, it's very high. Yes. So that's still something that really matters to me. Um, yes. I've worked with young people as well, but most of the people that I've worked with were, were very vulnerable. Um, like I say, probably mostly neurodivergent. Mm. Um, I ran my own um recovery program for about ten years as well, yeah so i've fantastic. done quite a lot yeah <laughs> um fantastic. my son my son is also neurodivergent, and that's kind of it was through him really that I uh discovered that I was also autistic, oh. and it's really weird because after i I got my diagnosis, people were like, well, of course you're autistic, we knew that. <laughs> I wish you told me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So uh but it's just when I when I had that and I, I kind of self identified, but it was really I, I for me I, I needed the diagnosis most mostly to sort of show family and, and friends because I think before yeah. that they de- they just wouldn't have accepted it unless they had that piece of paper, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it was so validating. Mm -hmm. um embracing my identity has been you know it's been an incredibly healing journey for me and it's made sense of so many things in my life where i was punishing myself and blaming myself rather than actually well no wonder i couldn't cope with that job or couldn't cope with that situation um and it's not then blaming autism it's then well the environment Mm -hmm yeah i was a you know a fish out of water square peg in a round hole whichever sort of you know way you want to describe it um and my needs were 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 not met and and you know um so all the times that i was in crisis and you know thinking that i was going mad yeah. um yeah so yeah. it's just been fantastic to to learn about my masks and um it's not being easy to unmask i'm still in that process of peeling back the onion skin layer by layer Mm -hmm. and you can only do that in safe places with safe people so that's
0: right and that safety is such an important part of all of this isn't
1: it Mm. So, so So what i really wanted to what i recognize is that last time we we sort of talked a lot about what's burnout and what can happen but i i kind of really i've put together kind of this i've called it my burnout prescription um with 10 sort of 10 points on it of what what's needed and it's the thing about recovery is it's the things that you need for recovery you then need for prevention yeah quite often maybe not to the same extent but it's actually about re your life yeah. and what pace am i living at and um and recognize starting to recognize the environments that are difficult for you and what you need to ever be able to either be in that environment again or not be in that environment because you know you can't recover not you can't achieve recovery if you're yeah. going into the environment that caused the trauma in the first place.
0: Sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And
1: that? this is what schools don't understand, yeah. is that that child, if you in- reintroduce that child back into that environment, unless it has radically changed, which is mm. unlikely, mm. so you know, suddenly classes that are no longer 35, they're now only five or... The corridors yeah. are wider. Yeah. The um, know
0: who you are. You know. the, the,
1: the teachers are all knowledgeable about, you know, neurodivergence. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No. Yeah. So the, yeah. the 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 chances are, and I think the statistics. I don't have them in front of me, but it's something. It's extremely high yeah. the number of children that um, who've experienced autistic burnout. The number that don't go back to school yeah. is very high.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. 100 percent um
1: so so you, you you can't expect that child to go back into that environment and not burn out again no. because they will yeah. and that's what that's what happened to my son you know yeah, so yeah. we know that from experience yeah. um, but so so my 10 my ten points for um, burnout recovery um, so the first thing is 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 acknowledging exhaustion yeah. now that can be hard, especially if you are um, autistic ADHD, ADHD, you know, to, to understand that you're exhausted oh. um, because of things like alexithymia, because of interoception, if you have a very, um, if your interoception is hypo, so you yeah. don't have that um, connection, and if you like, whatever you want to, however you want to put it. Yeah. Uh, my husband's like that. Yeah. He's not here, so he can't hear me say <laughs> that. <laughs> but he, yeah. he doesn't have that, that understanding of what he's experiencing in his body. Yeah. So that means that we might not understand that we're, we're exhausted. You know, OK, so I mean, if I said to you, describe exhaustion. Yeah. Find yeah, the words just... to describe exhaustion. And my, my brain goes, what? what words what what does it mean you know i don't have the words to describe it um and i don't always have the awareness of of that i'm i'm experiencing fatigue so it's it's being able to come to a place where you start to understand what does what is fatigue what will be happening and sometimes we need help to do that if we can get help help from an ot who who is Mm -hmm. neuroaffirming that's great. But at least, you know, um, find out what what it means for me yeah. uh, before, be, you know, hopefully before you you completely crash. Yeah. Uh, but if you have, have crashed, um, then it's, you know, acknowledging and taking on board. I'm exhausted and, mm-hmm. and, and I need to rest. Yes.
0: Yes. Viv, would you mind just explaining what. Introspective awareness and alexthymia. So alexithymia is. So
1: alex- please, alexithymia is um, okay, so so I'm not an expert on yeah. these in any way whatsoever, but i you know if I yeah. I can tell you what I do know. Um, so alexithymia is actually a Greek word which means no words for emotions. So about fifty percent, give or take, you know, are, of autistic people are thought to be alexithymic. Mm so it's not that we don't have emotions we do have emotions everyone has emotions we're all human we have emotions um but you can be feeling something um but not know how to express what it is describe what it is and also that can mean that you you have difficulty with understanding other people's emotions as well yeah um and I think you know you can have cognitive empathy and sort of think that something might be difficult but you might find it difficult to have that emotional um, empathy and understand oh I know what that feels like and yeah. it feels like you know um, anxiety or, or or sadness or because if you don't really appreciate your own emotions mm. and be able to sort of label them and say well I'm feeling anxious yeah. Then you won't be able to do you'll find it harder to do with others,
0: yeah uh, but it's not,
1: sure. not it's not that that's stuck forever you can learn yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. um and then interreception is your um so we have lots of senses, and one of them is interreception and for me, this is one of the most important because mm-hmm. this is understanding what's going on inside your internal body, so whether that's heartbeat um you know, um, pain, hunger, thirst, needing to go to the toilet, a whole host of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is all connected, you right. know. Um, so it's that sort of mind body uh, connection of what's yeah. happening inside. Now, some people have hypo yeah. interception. Some people have hyper. Yeah. So some people people are un- under sensitive some people are over so i have a very very sensitive yeah. um hyper interception. so i can feel my heartbeat really loudly yeah. i can sense it really strongly um uh, you know all sorts of things that i i experience very you know my emotions um you know i'm really really yeah. um in sort of yeah. experience them very strongly yeah um and that that um in terms of of then learn, learning to uh rest um and slow down we have to sort of start to learn about our interception and our and, and and if it's alexithymia and learn about these things now when you're exhausted when you're exhausted you're not going to be able to do that okay. so in terms of prevention then you know that's that's something to learn. The thing yeah. about the, the book that I wrote is that I have got a. There's some information in there, yes. yes. Because when sure you're in is. burnout, you can't take too much in, uh, because you're 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 mentally exhausted. Yeah. But sometimes it's just good to know I'm not going mad. I do have emotions, but at the moment I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. So, you know, the thing is as well with with acknowledging um exhaustion um is that it, when we're um autistic and adhd uh or, or dhd as it's known um it, you can also speed up so although there's that exhaust, exhaustion there because of the way that a, an autistic adhd brain will be working uh, we can speed up. And that's, I, I you know, I, I, I really uh, resonate with that. Yeah. Um, where my brain starts to speed up um, and it's like my brain just starts, um, well, it's like being on speed, you know, yeah. it's just everything gets faster and faster.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and it's almost like I'm driving a car at, you know, 150 miles per hour. Everything is just going so much faster and it makes it really hard to stop yeah. um and to and to um yeah to rest you know it's like how yeah. am i gonna rest 100%. I'm, I'm you know <laughs> um this yeah i, so it's, feel too, a lot of I do child. you know i want to acknowledge that it's not as simple as oh just go and lie down and rest yeah. and everything yeah. will be okay it's yeah. not always easy for us um so the second thing is to reduce demands. Um, at the end of the day, the, the, you know, part of the reason why we experience burnout is because the demands have outweighed our capacity. Yeah. So whether that's for school children, that's the, the school environment and all the demands um, and expectations or whether that's in work or or whatever the situation is the, the the you know the demands and the systems that are within uh, those environments um that are causing those demands you know that that has um you know that reducing those so w- whether that's in the home as well um and we can be very you know i'm very hard on myself and and i can put a lot of, have a lot of expectations um and it's 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 learning to reduce those right down and even have periods where there are no demands yeah if possible you know um so, you know i know parents that say that we've tr- you know what we've had to do is make, not just make it low demand we've made it no demand yeah um and then you know if you've got a, a, a pda then absolutely yeah. you'll know all about demand avoidance yeah. um so so yeah. that's that's a really really important one um it's
0: hard to people isn't it because there's so many of sort of, um, you know things we don't even think of as being a demand that can be yeah. a demand you know yeah like food choices and yeah. things like that that just come yeah. down to you know when i'm really burnt out i literally can't you know i can't Make difficult decisions about food. No, like well, the, the food thing food is, is that your you
1: know. your brain has has gone into that sort of it's in survival right. mode, and it, yeah. it you know the, the executive function skills are um are affected, yeah. um, and you know it gets harder to make decisions, to remember things, uh, choices. You know, um, making the simplest of choices. Yeah. Um, and it all becomes much harder, you know, regulating your emotions. It all becomes very, very difficult. Um, so it is really about slowing everything down as much as possible, which is really hard if you are in a busy home and you're the mother of very, you know, a number of children maybe who are also perhaps going through burnout. Yes. So it's, it's, it's still recognising what, you know, plate that is, spinning do i need to take down and stop spinning what yeah. ball do i need to stop juggling yeah. for my own well-being yeah and you know we are allowed to ask for help as well yeah you know because we, we we often think you've got to do it all on our own and if we can if we've got friends and family that can help we you know it's reaching out yeah. and saying i can't do yeah. this yeah. i need help yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, about, don't
1: it's difficult because we, we we feel especially as mums yeah you know the world expects us to be perfect and get it all right yeah. and um and if we don't we're well you know you're you, you know you're not good enough you're not a good yeah. enough mum. you know the parent amount of parent blame that there is oh, gosh, yeah. um, so the third thing is um time with our interests and our passions now again i know that for some if you're in that sort of speeding up mode, it can be hard to get into flow states. It can be hard to, um, you know, be able to sort of get into that monotropic hyper focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that can be really, really, uh, really challenging for some people. But I know for me, when I, um, you know, remove the demands lower the demands Mm. and focus on my my interests and my passions it's when i can get into those flow states that is a place of for me that is a place of deep joy Mm. and fulfillment and um regulation i feel balanced um i don't necessarily feel calm and everything is wonderful that's that's not what regulation means but I certainly feel, you know, everything starts to um it's really hard. It's kind of like the, you know, in terms of monotropism, I always use the magnifying glass as a as a, as an example. Yeah. Um and I've been doing these drawings that, that are to me what monotropism is. And it's kind of that place where everything's gone, you know, it's like everything outside of that space mm. has um you know it's like i i can't hear it anymore i can't hear i can't experience that anymore it's tuned out and i'm just in that space and i'm i'm focused in on that you know uh in that place and it's just there's it's indescribable so for me that's when i'm drawing sometimes when i'm writing yeah but for me drawing is, is much I get into flow state much more with with, with with drawing. And I'm just it's like I'm lost down a wormhole. Um yeah. with that. Um and again that's depending on your circumstances, that can be difficult because yeah. we have busy lives, we have children, we have responsibilities. But um and, and, and you know the thing about being monotropic as well is it's difficult to keep changing focus and if we're pulled out of those yeah yeah i find that really hard if i'm drawing and then it's like mom
0: can you Um, even someone coming and saying oh you know we need to it's dinner time (laughs)
1: i'll just be like yeah yeah it's (laughs) horrible it feels I never understood until I learned about monotropism. So that's mostly thanks to, to, you know, Fergus Murray and, and, um, Helen Edgar, you know, with all her work about monotropism, you know, really starting to understand, um, why I get so irritated when yeah. I'm doing something and, and somebody asks me to do something else. And my brain just goes into standstill. Uh, and I feel really angry. Um, yeah so that's what's going on there um so number four is time on your own and and again, I know for some people this is difficult yeah um i I don't get a lot of time on my actually on my own, but it's finding those moments even yeah um you know, like we talk about glimmers in terms of yeah. sort of um polyvagal theory yeah. um And I think sometimes, you know, you find those little moments of time where you can then have those little glimmers and those moments that just can help you to regulate and recharge. Um, Because not all of us can, you know, take big chunks of our day and say, right, I'm going to go on a three hour walk or I'm going to spend three hours in the garden or whatever. and do my thing you know it's it's a, but it's about finding those moments that recharge us mm. it's mm. really important that we make sure we do those things yeah. um because they're restoring yes um, I, I
0: agree
1: and, and it's remembering that, that that social situations are draining mm. so you know if you're in burnout you do not need you, you, you need to be you know spending more time Um, on on your own and and it can look like you're isolating sometimes people especially in the addiction field we talk a lot about not isolating and you know you need you you need other people and yes you do um but it's the right people
0: yeah and for the right amount of time
1: (laughs) yeah it's safe people that are right for you for the right amount of time so it's about you know you know we we can be terrible people pleasers I, I that's my you know biggest downfall in terms of going into burnout is because i people please mm. and i i'm better at it now i don't do it as much but um it's about being able to say do you know what no yeah. i can't at the moment yeah or i don't want to yeah. um and i need this time yeah and and then actually you know working out do I actually need that at all in my life? Yeah. You know? Is that actually helping me? Um, and I, maybe I need to find things that are actually neuroaffirming and that help me in terms of being an autistic person and being with my neurokin. Mm. Um, I, I, my relationships have changed massively over the last five years. You know I've learned who is, who is good for me and safe for me and who isn't mm. safe.
0: Mm. yeah
1: and that's really really important in terms of burnout it's it's really crucial that you have the right people around you um so the next one number five is well this is kind of ties in because understanding and embracing our ident, our our autistic identity this is kind of like the the really important one really because i think um a lot of it, a lot of autistic people, as we know, are identified once they've hit crisis, yes. which is just so sad we, you know that that i want to you know desperate to see that change yes. um, that the autistic people are if we're identified um earlier, you know we're less likely to r- reach reach crisis yes. point. If we understand yes. we're autistic and we we know what that means, and there's the support structure there. Yes. Um, so anyway, um, but, but definitely embracing your, your true identity and what that means and what your needs therefore are as an autistic person um, is crucial for, for um, understanding your needs in burnout and then how do I prevent it in the future um, is, is essential that you find out what does being autistic mean for me because we're all different. We all got different needs. Um, and um, you know, some of us are even um, extroverts, you know, um, mm-hmm. but what, <clears throat> what, 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 what do I need as an autistic person? Um, what's gonna build me up as an autistic person as well and finding our, our neuro kin, yeah. you know? Um, so um, next one, rest however that looks however that looks for you now i don't mean spending all day in bed because for some people they can do that and they do do that and that's what's needed yeah um and 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 and, you know um and for some of our young people you know they're not going to school and they're 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 still asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon that's okay that's what they need that's what they need They're, they're so burnt out they're so exhausted um And, and, you know, we can go through periods of even going nocturnal, you know, where everything tips upside down. We need that, that time for our brain to repair um, and heal. Um, But rest isn't just sleeping. Rest is, um, you know, it's Mm -hmm. physical, it's psychological, Mm -hmm. it's emotional, it's spiritual. There's all different Mm -hmm. kinds of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a, um, now I've forgotten her. It's the chronic, what's she called? The something OT, chronically something OT. She's done a great, she did some great infographics. I'm really sorry, oh, I can't yeah. remember her. She did some really great infographics about the different types of rest.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, I've
1: read about
0: different rest. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I it's, really, that graphic. That's yeah, it's really,
1: really good. Yeah. And it's understanding that rest doesn't, we think rest, we just think it means, oh, sitting down or going to sleep or having a nap or, yeah um but things we can do things that are restful
0: yes. you know that's the
1: way i i think of it am i doing this restfully
0: yeah
1: you know or am i rushing around and and speeding up and yes. um is this is this thing that i'm doing is it restoring is it restorative you know? yeah
0: um
1: and um but you know also i i get catnaps when i can and i know not everyone Every, you know, we all have issues with sleep, yes. um, but I make sure that I have a, a, a short nap. <laughs> because partly because I'm of a certain age. Um... Love <laughs> a nap. Um, at three o'clock, my body just goes. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. And again, I know that that's not feasible for everybody. But if you can, then nap, you know, yeah. let your, you know, they're really, really restorative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, seven sensory needs uh, crucial. Yeah. This is really important uh, that you understand what what for you leads to sensory overload mm. and what is for you sensory deprivation. Because it's not just about overload; it's also about yeah. what we're deprived of. Yeah. <clears throat> what are we, what input are we needing? Everyone's mm. sensory needs are different. We have a different, if you want to call it, a diet. Yeah. sense people call, talk about sensory diets yeah. um w- however you want to put it you know we recognize what our what our needs are and again sometimes yeah. that's something we need help with
0: Definitely. you know We've been sometimes
1: we need to either read a book or have somebody yeah. that we we talk yeah. to about that to work out um i mean for me i'm extremely for me it's and i think it's very common uh for me it's mostly auditory yeah. And that is extremely distressing, um, even in my home. So, so I have c- quite noisy neighbours. <laughs> um, I saw your post. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and
0: I, you
1: know, I live in terraced housing, so so yeah. we're back to back, you know. So, yeah. I, I I I have a lot of grace, mm-hmm. but there are times when I can't cope with the screaming anymore. So, mm. so I now have noise cancelling headphones, and they have saved my bacon. Brilliant. They are wonderful. Highly recommend them. They're expensive, but it is worth it. It really is. I agree. Um, because I go from my, I can feel my nervous system calming when I put them on. Yeah. I can feel my whole system going.
0: <gasps>
1: yeah, exactly you know, exactly like that. Completely. Yeah. Um, so, um, so definitely, you know, what are your needs as a as a in sensory needs? Mm-hmm. Um, what can help you with with your interreception? If you're yeah. hypo yeah. interreception and you, you you don't get those signals, yeah. um, there are ways of of learning. Kelly Marla, her website's fantastic. Um, Lots of information on there, and yeah. that there. You know, she's done a um, she's done lots of info. There's lots of things you can purchase to to yeah. um, from there. Um, so number eight, um, time with your neurokin. So mm-hmm. this is this is another one. Now, that might be something you build up to if you're in burnout. That might be something y- 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 you're not ready for. You know, yeah. you if you're if you're really really keeping away from. From people because that's what you need and you need that time of withdrawal. Then, um, if you don't have neurokin, if you've not found a community, then then you know, find one. <laughs> Social media is is very find one. Yeah, way. you know yeah. there there are yeah. loads of groups to join. Yeah, I mean for me, I have found. I mean my friendship circle has changed completely over the last couple of years. And I found my my neurokin, and it's just been fantastic the re- the difference in the relationships from what I've experienced in the past yeah and I've still got you know I've still got some really amazing friends from from you know that I've known for like 35 years you know yes. um, but I've found some new friends and it's just been like we've known each other forever there's just like, like this. Immediate connection. It's like I feel that with you, Emma. Yeah, you know, it's like we've known each other for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's this sort of synchronicity that happens between uh, between autistic people. Uh, you know, in terms of double empathy. You know, I think we we just know we get it, and there is a you know there's a, there's just almost sometimes an instant connection, um, and, and, and a deep connection because that's yeah. what we want. We don't do fluffy, lacy, peripheral, stupid small talk. We go straight for the jugular. Yes. Straight into the detail. Straight into the detail. Straight into the deep end. I do not want to talk about somebody's shoes or or the colour of their curtains or you know. I, I'm kind of straight in there. Like, do you know anything about neuro perception? Neuro- yes. That's really yes. fascinating. Have you heard of of polyvangal theory? Yes. Do you know that the dorsal <laughs> yes. and your and, you, and your neuro kid are like, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> straight in there, yes. um, and it's not exhausting. No. no, because it's the thing is, is that 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 if we're allowed to communicate in the way that we communicate so you know loads of info dumping and and uh yeah you know sharing out our passions and our interests those things can can uh, give us energy they can be very very restorative in terms of our spoons you know those things can can reta- restore spoons as long as we're not you know i mean i can still get exhausted if i spend too much time with anybody but but, but I still find certain relationships really restoring in terms of energy okay. Um, okay. so time with neurokin learning to unmask now that's a tricky one it takes time it's like an you know an onion has got layers and layers and layers of, of, of skin and it and it's slowly peeling back and you can only unmask when it's safe you know there's years of trauma and hurt there um, and and you know there are some great books uh Dr Devon Price's books um Kieran Rose recently wrote a book about Moscow I haven't actually read that I haven't, book. but I want to yeah. uh and I'm not I, I read like really slowly it can take me years to read a book I'm terrible um, I'll read an article I'll read a research paper yeah. but give me a book and my brain goes ah! um, <laughs> <laughs> so um but yes yeah, so learning about unmasking and what that means for you and mm-hmm. and in terms of fawning and 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 which is people pleasing and just going along with things yeah. is learning boundaries yeah. you know that that's the, that that's that's life saving actually it's not just a great skill that can save our lives you know and i think you know schools should be teaching this sort of stuff they should be teaching that's our children true. boundaries not not algebra yeah. Um
0: Found so
1: conception an and we we've been much better off. Wow, yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I know. Um okay. So number 9, that was a Beatles song, wasn't it, number 9? Yeah. Number 9. Um spending time stimming now and whatever helps you with with regulation it's finding your regulators your your things that that help regulate you but stimming you know stimming is something that that uh awesome training mentioned a while ago they did a um uh, there was a reel on on facebook and it talked about how everybody stims all humans stim yeah yeah um it's only pathologized in autistic people. And I am like, God, that's so true. Mm. You know, there's lots mm. of things that all people do. Everybody has sensory needs, everybody, yeah. but it's only pathologized in, in autistic people. Yeah. It's only autistic people that are told to stop doing that yeah. because it's repetitive
0: yeah.
1: um, movement and you are somehow, you know, it's damaging or, it's, you know, it's, it's dreadful. Um, but, yeah, stimming, stimming, you know, embracing your stims, whatever that is, yeah. singing. Do you know that singing, um, oh, your vocal so cords are connected yeah. to the vagus nerve? Yeah. So this is why echolalia, so noises, mm. singing. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, my son and I, and my husband as well, we all make silly noises all day. Yeah. Uh, we all yeah. we quack to each other. We all go around, <laughs> quack, 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 quack. quack, quack. <laughs> Oh, this sounds stupid, but we have such fun as well. We yeah, all make yeah. each other laugh. But we, we're also stimming, yeah? Um, I, 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 you know, I love singing. I don't get to sing very much because it upsets my <laughs> soul. <laughs> That's
0: the but, problem. we have got lots of autistic people doing lots of different noises at different times. You know? Yeah. That's the problem in our house.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it can get, you know, sometimes other people's stims can be difficult to cope with. Um, but, but, yeah, definitely embracing stimming. Um, it's yeah. it's a, a fantastic way to regulate and to, um, to co regulate with, with others as well. We can be co regulating with, with our children. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and finally, um, time and space. Oh. It's, it's going to take time. You know, Mm. people say to me, like in terms, especially in terms of their their children, how long, how long is it going to take? Uh, Three weeks. And I'm I'm gonna. How long is a piece of string? It it. will take as long as it takes. And that's the problem. We live in a world, especially when it comes to education, especially in in uh, mainstream education, when they're between a certain age, and they, you know. we we want to know because they need to be back in school and um but you know if it's taking years to get in recovery then there are things now this is something Naomi Fisher talks about then you have to kind of look at well what uh, what demands are there still yeah what sensory overload is there still that means they're not getting into recovery so you're constantly re-evaluating what what's not working what is working yeah. but it does need time and space and mm. i mean i don't want to put a time scale on it but it's not no. weeks and it's not just a few months no
0: no i agree that's been my experience as well really
1: uh, for, for anybody whether it's a child or an adult yeah. you know yeah. you're talking about it, it it took a prolonged period of time to get into burnout okay. it's going to take a prolonged period of time. Yeah. to get to a place of recovery and i don't talk about recovering yeah. i talk about just as in you know lots of other areas that, that we we talk about yeah. recovery it's recovery because it's then yeah. recognising this is a journey okay. and if i'm not going to get back into burnout again yeah. i need to reevaluate my life i need to look at what needs to stay changed yeah. not just well i'll get when i get better i can go back to doing this again Maybe you can't yeah. because you know it's gonna you're gonna get burnt out again. Exactly. exactly. Um, so so this list is not just about yeah. recovery. This is also about these things are about prevention for the future as well, and work weaving these things into your life so that 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 stimming becomes something that is part of your your life. Yeah. That regu- yeah. learning to, to 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 regulate yourself. Yeah and co-regulate find people that help you regulate because so i'm not always great at regulating on my own
0: yeah
1: i need other people yeah. sometimes to help me
0: yeah yeah
1: so and there something in, so lovely, is the lesson
0: that was amazing thank you what an amazing what... How much work did you put into that? I really
1: appreciate that, Viv. That was so. That's, thorough. that's okay. No, that's okay. I mean, it's going to be part of. I'm. I'm one of three books that I'm writing at the moment. Because um, <laughs> uh, I can't ever just do one thing. I'm always. I've always got lots of different projects. But um, and I, I'm. Just, I feel really, really desperate to get it out. But I've just got to. You know. Yeah. I want it to be good so I don't want to you know, um, but I'm sort of re- writing another book for, for adults um, and in this one I want to kind of go into a bit more detail about extreme burnout crisis yeah. and talk about people who are all D- all ADHD DHD yeah. um, because for, you know I mean it goes back to my own mother mm. and her experiences of burnout mm. which were more like they looked like psychosis they yes. looked like um uh it looked more mental health than it did burnout if you know what i mean and you know psychiatric units and things like that and you know this is happening to uh, to to autistic young people as well as we know and so i feel really really desperate to get something more out there Mm. so the book will cover burn autistic burnout and i someone said to me yesterday why don't you talk about neurodivergent burnout rather than autistic burnout and the reason why i say autistic burnout Mm -hmm. is because one because there are differences
0: Yes.
1: but secondly because there's research being done that's been and has been done it's in the royal college of psychiatry you know it's already a known quantity by many people if we then introduce the words neurodivergent burnout we kind of lose the work that's been done about autistic burnout and i I just want to keep that conversation going if you like yeah until enough professionals understand autistic burnout and then we can you know uh talk about neurodivergent burnout more and and um, it's not to say we can't talk about it but but it's important that that we that professionals understand autistic burnout. Um, So the book would cover sort of, you know, autistic burnout, but it will go into more detail about, about extreme burnout and what that can look like because it can be extremely serious. Um, And, um, and I have people contact me that are in, you know, desperate situations and they just don't know what to do either themselves or, 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 or a child or yeah. Um, and um, yeah so I'm doing that I'm also writing a book for parents who are who've just had a child uh, identified or diagnosed yeah. and they're kind of like what now what what's it mean yeah, yeah. what does it mean, yeah, does it mean? Yeah. Um, and there's another project that I won't mention that is very exciting and but that's another book. But but I won't say anything about that one. Exciting! Watch this space. Uh, watch this space. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's brilliant, Viv. Thank you so much. And I wanted to thank you as well because I what and it, not only for this and taking the time to do this when you're so busy and doing it so beautifully, but also. I went and watched your, I was one of, I, I watched it on the replay because it was a bit early for well, me. the, the
1: menopause.
0: Yes, that was so good. Was it good? good. Was I, it all yeah, right? It so much. <laughs> and I reckon. oh, it was so good.
1: Oh, fantastic. I, Thank I, you. I
0: really enjoyed that. And it was just, you know, particularly for someone like myself, who is exactly that hmm. demographic. And I was like, this is just learned so much it was so interesting right. the way you spin your you you told your own story as part of it, it was so um just really a great piece of information so thank you very much for that. Right, yes
1: people Maybe can so... access that from my website it's, it's That's what you I know you there's a, i do various packages there's mm. one for parents and there's one for adults and the adults one has got it's the six hours of recordings brilliant so you'll learn about burnout you'll learn about extreme burnout crisis yeah. and you'll learn about um burnout and menopause for for uh, neurodivergent people
0: that, so that's brilliant and i know so many people in my community would be interested in that as well so um babe, would you be kind enough to share your website
1: yeah so it's www.autisticadvocate.co.uk
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um yeah there's a if you go to the uh plans and pricing page mm-hmm. you'll see various plans on there so there's a um a plan for like i say for autistic adults yeah. and a plan for parents of autistic children um and then there's also a shop where you can download some of my books as well perfect,
0: perfect. thank you Thank you so 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 much. I really appreciate it. You're
1: welcome. It.
0: Oh, it's an absolute joy. Lovely to see you this evening as well.
1: Lovely to see you. And take care, everybody. Thank you for yeah, watching. Yeah, thank you for
0: watching us. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.